Hi guys, welcome to episode 2 of Aeor Scrambled, the podcast where I follow the dopamine rush and talk about whatever's fixed in my brain today. On this episode, I think I'm going to talk about poverty, or assumed poverty, or the concepts of needing help and not wanting to take it. I am, if you listened to my last episode, you know that I am going through some hard times. My other half lost his job, and towards the end of his job, he wasn't getting paid. They still owe us money, but that happened right after we just bought a brand new car. Well, not brand new, but it was a, what, six years old Cost us five figures. Had to take out a loan for that. And right before that, we had to get a loan to fix my car. (laughs) And then right before that, we had to find a way to pay to fix our house. Because on Christmas Day, a pipe burst in my living room and destroyed quite a bit of stuff. Uh, I've still got a hole in my ceiling. We're still trying to figure that out, but add on top of that, I've been getting sick a lot with migraines and nausea and diarrhea and stomach issues. I don't, I still haven't been to a doctor to fix it. Can't afford one. Thank you, American healthcare. (laughs) All that to say that We've fallen on hard times in this house. Oh, and I bought a house a year and a half ago, so that debt is pretty high. <laughs> uh, yeah, the money is tight in this house. I try to budget, and so does my other half, but it's not perfect, but we're trying I'm not good at asking for help. Never have been. Probably never will be. I've got a great family and a great support system of friends. My mom, when we bought the house, she took me out to Sam's Club and said, Hey, whatever you need to start yourself off as a homeowner in a good place, grab it and if you can't pay for it, I'll help you. So we got some paper towels, toilet paper, the basic bulky things that you can get at a Sam's Club. And she did end up paying for me for that. And I appreciate her greatly. I always will. She even, she gave me a loan to start me off to buy this house for the down payment. But there's only so much I can ask of her. She's pushing 70, if you're listening to this mom, I'm sorry, (laughs) but she's, she's retired, has been for several years. I'm not gonna ask my mom for money. I'm not gonna ask my mom for help. I could, and I know if I did, she would help me, but I don't feel right. I already owe her money for one. 
Why would I ask for more if I haven't been able to pay back what I've already taken? That's not how this works. I've got a friend that keeps telling me, well, if you need help, just let me know and I'll help if I can. I don't know. I'm just, I don't think I, I can ask for the help, but I don't want to. Today's discussion is kind of centered around shame and how it's, how it feels to have to ask for help and trying to destigmatize that for myself. When we bought the car, I looked at my other half and I said, darling, we need to budget and we need to budget hard. I wrote down my income, his income from when he was still getting paid, and I totaled up all of our bills and we had $200 to pay for gas, food, and everything else that was not included in basic bills. It's not a lot. It's doable, but it's 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 going to be complicated no matter what way you look at it. What we decided to do was sign up for a food pantry. A friend of mine is already at the food pantry so he took my other half up there and i'm i'm ashamed to say that i am glad that he went and not me because i i don't know i i feel ashamed that i have to ask for help i don't know if it's generational us millennials got told that we had to be able to do it ourselves or I don't know if it, if that's it or if it's just me being stubborn and pig-headed and the way my dad raised me that if you can't do it yourself then you're not a man or something I don't know he was definitely a product of his generation he Passed not last year, but the year before at the age of 68. So he he was definitely a product of that generation. And I don't know. He, he loved us and he did what he could. But he had... He was a son of a big family. And his dad ran out on him. And they just... They buckled down, uh, what, what's the saying, uh, pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and they just, they just did what they had to do. Sadly, I never met my grandma on that side, so I don't know how strong of a woman she was. I know my dad was strong as hell. He, he hated eating leftovers. Because that's all they ever had when he was a kid was just leftover this, leftover that. And you're going to make this one meal last an entire week. <laughs> so he refused to touch leftovers except for special occasions. 
And if you did, you turned it into something else. Like if you had a roast one day, maybe the next day or a day later, you would have a beef stew. But that's where I learned from. That's what I learned from. That was my dad. He, you did what you had to do to keep going. And yes, it's a good thing to live by, but when you're struggling and you need help, you also need to ask for help. And I think because of the way he raised me, I'm not very good at that. It didn't help that I was a sheltered, stay-at-home kid and I didn't really get out and talk to people, but that's neither here nor there, to be honest. I did warn you that this was going to be rambly. <laughs> but to get back to the point, I, I shouldn't have felt ashamed to go to the food pantry because we needed help. We needed help because we fell on hard times. The roof, my dad passing, the house, COVID, my boyfriend losing his job, the cars breaking down, having to buy a new one because that one was unredeemable, unrepairable, whatever it was. Note to self, never buy a Mercedes. <laughs> At least not one from 2006. <laughs> um, but the food pantry, to be honest, has really helped us out. They give us so much. I haven't had to buy a gallon of milk since we started because they give us two packages of dried milk every time we visit. And it, it's... Two packages, one package makes a gallon, and we can go every two weeks or so. So that's a gallon a week, as long as I don't eat too much cereal, which I shouldn't be eating too much cereal if I'm budgeting properly, then I should be fine. And they've given us eggs, they've given us pheasant eggs, they gave us frozen chicken, frozen, sh uh, it wasn't shallots, it was. What was it? It was clams? I can't remember, but it was decently good seafood. I don't eat seafood, but the other half does. They give us cereal. They gave us sweet potatoes last time. Lots and lots of raisins. No, craisins. And to be honest, it's been a lifesaver. It saved us so much money and... It's helped us be able to pay the bills. If he hadn't gone, we would have been behind on bills. We would have had to owe even more money due to late fees. And I don't see why I should feel ashamed to go get this help if I need it. That is what it's supposed to be there for, right? If you need the help... You go and get it. There's nothing wrong with needing help. Everybody does once in a while. Even the richest person in the world needs help. Even if it is just for a lawyer. <laughs> but I don't know. It's 
there shouldn't be such a stigma around asking for help. It's ridiculous. Everybody falls on hard times every once in a while, and not everybody can just stand back up and keep going. Sometimes it's too heavy of a weight on your shoulders. I know it has been for me, and I'm really grateful that the help has been out there. I don't know, it's just... It's just hard to stand up and say, I need help. I had to go to the pantry myself recently. If you listened the last time, you know that my other half is away for training for his new job. And he was normally the one that would go and pick up the stuff from the pantry. Well, he couldn't do that this time because he was couple hours away and I needed to go do it myself. I was so nervous walking into that place that someone I knew would recognize me or someone would question why I need help and would shame me and would ridicule me. And it's, it shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't have to feel ashamed to get help. It shouldn't have even crossed my mind. I should have been able to go in there, say, Hey, I need help. We are down on our luck. I understand that you guys offer a little bit of help. Would it be okay if I partook of that help? And I mean, this place is amazing. They don't ask for proof that you're down on your luck. They don't ask for proof that you have money issues. They don't ask why you have money issues. They just say, hey, how many are in your household and where is that household? And that's it. And once they find out that, you walk over to a gate, they walk you through and they hand you things. They even give you a box to carry it in. They are amazing people and they they also run a thrift store. I need to pass through there and see what they've got. I don't, I like thrifting. I love thrifting. <laughs> There's a place, I don't know if you've ever heard of this concept, but they're called bargain bins. They're mostly Amazon returns or returns to other websites that they don't resell those most of the time. They just send them off to a, I've also seen people do that where you can buy the whole pallet of stuff that's been returned to Amazon. You buy the whole pallet and you get everything and you don't know what you're going to get. But at the bins, they've already bought the pallet, broken it down and put the really, really good expensive stuff over in their retail store. But the other stuff that they're not sure if it'll sell or if it's not high dollar or something, they'll throw it into these big bins that when they open, everybody swarms in and picks through it and figures out what you can find. And I love going to that because it's always a set amount of money per item. Doesn't matter what it is. You could pick up a phone case on the, I think the day I normally went was $7. It was $6, but it's $7 now. You would go in and if you pick up a phone case, it's $7. If you find a this microphone that I'm using, I found there for $7. 
a steamer for seven dollars and it could cost originally 70 bucks but you're paying seventy dollars seven dollars because somebody didn't want it or it was the wrong color or something was wrong with it in their eyes you're taking a risk because yeah it might not something might actually be wrong with it i've gotten burned a few times like i bought a neck massager thing and when I got it home, the wrong charger is in the box. And I tried to alter it and use a different charger and it doesn't work. And I don't know, but you get burned a couple times. But if you get burned, you're out seven bucks. It's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I, I love doing stuff like that. And so maybe I should check out their thrifting shop. Who knows what I might find. Practicing my Google Foo real quick, it, I searched up why people feel ashamed asking for help. CNBC says asking for help often makes people feel uneasy because it requires surrendering control to someone else. Catalyst Counseling says we are socialized to think that asking for help shows that we are weak or not able to handle things or life ourselves. Ooh, going to be some background noise while I do this. Is it embarrassing to ask for help? GoFundMe says it's sometimes common for feelings like shame or embarrassment to arise from asking for something because we have often been taught to take care of ourselves and not rely on others. However, seeking help and lending a hand to others is human nature and it's necessary. Honestly, that's 100% true and I agree with it but agreeing with something and reading it and living it are completely different things but on that subject it gets me back to what i was talking about last time with my workplace my workplace has a what an organization no a program i can't remember what they call it oh yeah the Benevolent Fund. They take money from donations from employees, and then if we have a bake sale or any kind of event that we pay a little bit of money per employee for, they take that money. And what it's supposed to go to is any associates or workers, however you want to designate them, it goes to them if they are in need. Which is a great idea in, in theory. In practice, not so much. Because, I, I, again, I don't like to ask for help, and so I never did. But when my dad passed, and I was out for several days because of that, and then right after that, I had COVID... And then right after that, this happened, and so on and so forth. They never asked if I needed help. And I was talking about how things were really, really tight. I was told, well, then you shouldn't have called off of work. Even though I was off of work because of COVID. <laughs> and then again this year, when 
my pipe burst on Christmas and I don't get paid for a Christmas shutdown of a week. So I'm down a week of pay. I'm down money because of the roof. I'm down money because my car had been in the shop two or three times that month trying to figure out what was wrong with it. And then it completely shut down and I needed a loan to get it fixed. And I was talking about this constantly and how I needed help and how I was struggling, really, really struggling. And I was talking directly to the person who runs that organization or program, sorry. And instead of extending that hand and saying, you need help here, we can help tell me a bill and we can help pay that one bill up or something like that. Instead of doing that, she again said, well, then you should be doing more. You should be volunteering for overtime, even though we don't get overtime at work unless it's our busy season. That I should ignore the time that I had diarrhea and couldn't go to work. I should have gone to work anyway, even though I would have been sent home. That's what I was told. And that doesn't help the shame that you feel when you ask for help. The time that I did ask for help, I was ignored. I wasn't told flat out no, I was just ignored. I asked for help of the person who was in charge of giving help. And Martha, if you listen to my last podcast... Martha refused to help, and I don't know, it just, it pushed me the wrong way. She's supposedly a great person, but sometimes I can't see it. From what I understand is if it's, if the funds for that program are not used for associates or employees then they get given to yearly out to a uh, other charities outside of the organization, outside of my company. Considering how holier than thou she is and how devoted she is to her church, I can guarantee you that every single year she's been in charge of it, if there's any money left over, which there always is, it's all left over, I can almost guarantee you it goes to her church. Which isn't right. That's not how it's supposed to work. I don't really agree with it. And if they ask me again this year why I'm not donating to it, I'm going to tell them this exactly. Because... That's not how those funds are supposed to be being used. I guess it is, but I don't know. It, it feels wrong that people are struggling and the money to help people that are struggling isn't getting given to those that are struggling. And it's not just me. I had a coworker whose wife was in the hospital for, I think, a heart attack. And then had to, I think she went into a coma and uh, it was a big ordeal. He missed a lot of work because he was back and forth to the hospital. And he was 
the medical bills are crazy. He wasn't given any help. He wasn't told, hey, here, we know this is expensive. We know this is not easy. So here, have this help. He wasn't given any help either. And that's that doesn't seem right. It's really not right. And I don't know. Fake charities give me anxiety and anger issues, I guess. And it doesn't help with the the feeling of not deserving help. And yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to talk about today. Maybe next time I'll find something a little bit more fun to talk about. I don't know. The new Legend of Zelda game came out not long ago. I, I've been playing it a little bit. Maybe I'll talk about that next time. See ya!